Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. In 1970, as the country was roiling over the Vietnam War, the Ohio National Guard shot at a group of unarmed protesters at Kent State University. Nine students were wounded. Four died. The photo of a protester screaming over the body of a student became an iconic image of a chaotic time. But this isn't another story about the Kent State Massacre, as awful as it was. It's about a campus massacre that happened two years earlier, in 1968, when police shot at and killed student protesters in an episode few people remember. 27 students, that's right, 27, were wounded. Three died. It was absolutely horrific. The shooting took place at South Carolina State University, a historically black college in Orangeburg, and it barely made national news. The events that led up to what's known as the Orangeburg Massacre began on a Monday in February of 1968. Black students at South Carolina State were trying to desegregate the all-star bowling alley, an all-white establishment. The bowling alley's owner defied federal law and refused. The next day, the students tried again and were again turned away. Police arrested 20 students. When word of the arrest reached campus, 600 students marched to the bowling alley to demand the release of the protesters. This time, 150 police officers responded. Civil rights leader Cleveland Sellers later recounted how officers came armed with wooden batons, some of them three feet long. They went into the crowd swinging, hitting female students across their heads and backs. The next day, South Carolina Governor Robert E. McNair ordered more officers and 250 National Guardsmen to the scene. The following day, tensions hit a tipping point. According to a report by the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, a civil rights group founded in 1960, white gunmen drove through campus, shooting at students and into buildings. Armed police on campus did nothing to protect the students, even though a campus guard was wounded. Storekeepers nearby armed themselves against rumors of, quote, black power threats. Then, later that night, students built a bonfire at the campus gate to try to stop the white shooters from driving through campus. Police responded, but not to protect the black students. One journalist recalls that when a fire truck arrived on campus, someone threw an object that hit a firefighter in the face. Finally, a patrolman fired a carbine into the air. It was intended to be a warning shot, but instead, other police opened fire. The shooting lasted eight seconds. Most of the students who were hit were shot in the back and their feet, suggesting they cowered or fled. Some police used buckshot, much heavier ammunition than would be used to disperse a crowd. The SNCC report states that the police were specifically ordered to target and kill activist Cleveland Sellers. Sellers 
was ultimately wounded. He was taken to the emergency room, then arrested. He was charged with setting the bonfire, breaking and entering, inciting a riot, and assault with intent to kill a police officer. He spent seven months in prison. Sellers was the only person ever convicted and imprisoned in relation to the Orangeburg Massacre. Nine patrolmen who fired on the students were acquitted of all charges. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Deneen Brown, who reported the story for the Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. One more thing. A previous version of this episode incorrectly stated who was responsible for the 1970 shootings at Kent State University, as well as who was depicted in the iconic photograph taken at that protest. This episode has been corrected.